0: blog talk radio hey 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 good morning everybody welcome to the best life cafe my name is kathy and i'm here with my co-hostess carrie butler good morning care morning hi babe how are you today
1: uh, i'm i'm okay today i'm actually fine today it's just you know as you know what's okay. going on it's
0: Today we're talking about grief, and and the grief subject came up for both Carrie and I yesterday. You know, because Carrie and I have many conversations offsite besides this radio show, and we were talking about (laughs) grief, and you know how this grief process and the feelings of grief, how misunderstood that the sort of the word is, and what how many different elements of our life that grief really can entail. Um, You know, really, grief can happen um, if you have a traumatic sudden loss in your life, Um, somebody leaves us uh, suddenly, or grief can happen when you've lost um, someone uh, or watched someone, you know, leave you slowly and have to sit there and, you know, watch that. And we were talking about the different types of grief, and Carrie has been going through something, and I've been going through something on very different spectrums. So, That's what we're talking about today. Uh, Yeah, completely different. Yeah, completely different. Um, I, for me, my grief was the loss of people that were still alive. And one of the things that was really stood out for me was a lady named Christina Rasmussen. She wrote a book called Second First, Live, Laugh, and Love Again. And I had bought this book for my brother several years ago when he lost um, somebody he loved in a car wreck very suddenly. And he just didn't know how he was, oh, it makes me cry to think about it. He didn't know how he was going to get back on his feet after that loss and, you know, mulling over the last things he had said to her and the last conversations they had and coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, um, moments that he went through. So I sent him this book, and I was lucky enough to kindle it at the same time. But for me, when I thought about the grief that we were going to talk about, one of the lines that she wrote was, I died without leaving my body. Like, because when you're grieving the loss, you actually, a piece of you has died. You know, whether it's a person that you're mourning that's on the other side that you can no longer have a conversation with, or a person that's alive that you can no longer have a conversation with. And so before we go into deeper conversation, I'm going to read something that I posted on my Facebook the other day, or Instagram. It says, grief I've learned is really just love. It's all the love you want to give but cannot. All that unspent love gathers up in the corners of your eyes, the lump in your throat, and in that hollow part of your trust. Grief is just love with no place to go. And that was written by Jamie Anderson and posted by tinybuddha.com. So that really spoke to me because grief is just love with got no place to go. There's nobody you can give it to if they're gone.
1: Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's true, like, you know, once you Yeah, wow. You know, I, I've actually had two types of grief, uh, this past like three weeks or so, you know. I what I realized mm-hmm. is that taking my son to college there was grief Mm -hmm. because there was a loss, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like life will never be the same, you know, like, excuse me, he's moved out. He might move back in who who knows, but he's, you know, 3000 miles away at college. And when I came home, it was like these crazy little triggers that you just don't even think about. Like the triggers still happen to this day. You know, I mean, he's, he's, at school, and you know, did something yesterday, and I just started to cry because I just like I missed him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even though he was yeah. like out and about with his friends and all that stuff, like, but but the whole thing is like a lifetime of, or you know, not a lifetime, but like 18 years of having something be one way, and you yeah. know, and then it's completely changed now, like. He's not in my house every day or every other day, or like, it's just, it's bizarre. Like it's crazy. And, um, you know, like I think I shared with everybody before, like when I got home from taking him to New York, I walked in and there was a dirty cereal bowl in his bedroom because we left so early in the morning and his bed was unmade. And I literally just fell on the bed because I was so sad, you know, like I was so sad. Mm -hmm. And, um, and now, just this past Thursday, um, my ex-father-in-law, who I just loved so dearly, and even though, you know, his son and I didn't work out, like, we were still, I was still connected to that family in so many different ways. And he, um, he went in for literally a procedure, and unfortunately, all hell broke loose, and they found cancer, and anyway, the whole bottom line of this whole thing is he's been on life support waiting for everybody to come and say goodbye, and that's going to be turned off today, and so Mm. I had to go, you know, like last night, I took my daughter out there, and this is her first death, and it's, it's actually all of the cousins, there's like six or eight cousins, I can't think off the top of my head right now, but it's, you know, this is their first loss. And it's their granddad, yeah. and it's like a big deal, right? And my son is 3,000 miles away How do to deal with this all by himself. So it is just, like there's grief on so many levels. There's grief of loss, but he's lived such an amazing life, you know, like granddad really has. But there's also grief that I can't be with my son. There's grief looking at my daughter and looking at her grieving, you know? It's just,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Just, and it's, I have to say, I, I just I just wanted to finish this thought, you know, Abraham, every day, every day Abraham, and yeah. ne- and and never, ever have I really taken in more than in the last couple of you know twenty four forty eight hours. We are spiritual energy coming into a physical body, and when we leave our physical body, we go back to spiritual energy. like never has that been more. Clear to me and if I had a better understanding and even though it is so so sad like last night when I said goodbye I whispered you know to granddad I said make sure you come and see me and leave me fun little you know things so that I know that it's you and like I just know like I I just it's, I, and I often said, I said, I'm so jealous. Like, you get to go back home, you know? And I mean, I'm not, of course, ready to do that, but he gets to experience that going home. And it's, you know, like, I get emotional because it's so beautiful, you know? Like, wow. Yeah. You oh, to yeah. Go back into non physical. And it's like, whoa. Like, yeah. Magical. I just, I just wish
0: we could be spiritual beings the whole time because we act so human in between those two things and, and loss being human. You know, part of, part of the, You know, part of being human is the loss in your life. Like you have losses and it's traumatic and it's painful and it's sad and it's hard and it brings up so many emotions in us that we otherwise don't have to deal with that sometimes it can be really overwhelming. And, you know, we're talking about the loss of someone leaving us physically, that we can now only talk to them spiritually. And then we're talking about the loss of the person who is still alive. In your case, you can still pick up the phone. In my case, I can't. And it's been... You know, a really interesting process to grieve the alive people. So for me, I feel like um, how do you pull yourself out of that? How do you, like I had a friend, and I may have shared this this story before. But I had a friend who lost her husband, and she was like on the bathroom floor, couldn't get up, just couldn't get up. And for me, for years after that, my friend and I, who had helped her during that time. You know, we would look at each other in these moments of, of loss and despair and say, "You got to get up off the bathroom floor. Like you have to start putting the pieces of your life back together after grief. And it's a very small, incremental step-by-step process. You know, for me, it's going to be like the book Second First. All these new things that I, you know, will be doing with different people that I would have thought never would have happened. Second, like she says, second date, second date, first vacation, second, first this, second, first that, you know, but that's Mm. life, like, that's what we have. And so you can't let grief overtake you, but I'm a firm believer that if you don't feel that grief and you don't mourn those losses, that it will never escape you. And it is really one of the hardest things. So I just feel like um, our brain is very adaptable and we can change our thoughts in the middle of grief. And and what I do really is I feel the grief. I allow myself the tears. I allow myself the pain. And then I say, just like Rachel Hollis, girl, wash your face. Like, get up. (laughs) Get up off the bathroom floor and keep moving forward because that's the only way you're going to create your future. You can't live in grief. You can only momentarily sort of let it move in and out if you, because, you know, when you think about, I, I don't, I, I think it's impossible that we didn't look up the five stages of grief for the show, but there are five stages of grief. And um they come what from what I remember reading about this years ago when my mother died was that they come in different, you know, like there's not like a, this is the order of grief, right? So oh, what they really? are it, yeah, so the first, this, oh, so see, I thought it was in stages. order. No, so here's the five stages of grief. Denial and isolation, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And it says that they do not go through the stages of the same order or experience all of them. So there may be, you know, that you are in denial and wanting to isolate because you can't face the fact that this is your loss. Or maybe you're angry, like angry at the world, and like, like uh, you know, a friend of ours that we know who lost her husband at 30, you know, 30 years old, the love of her life, mm-hmm. but angry, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, um, depression where you just completely can't function because it's too painful, and acceptance, and then the acceptance is, okay, this happened, okay, they're gone, okay, I have to live with it, okay, I have to get up and, and, and wash my face, And for me, I think acceptance is the hardest because being angry is easy. Being in denial is, you know, sort of like, okay, well, this didn't happen, so it's easy for me to just go on and pretend like this didn't happen. Um, Isolating, you know, simple. But acceptance means I'm moving on. And that is the hardest part for me of grief.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, like, I never see in my mind, like, I never knew that, like, a, like, you know, not in any particular order, quote unquote, and then B, that you don't experience all of them. And so, you know, I would imagine that even though eventually you want to get to acceptance, I mean, if you don't experience that, right, if you don't experience acceptance, like people are still stuck where, you know, in another feeling
0: like denial or
1: anger or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if they don't get there, it's it's really important to get there, right? Right. And that's like a super important thing to do. Um, But that's just, wow.
0: Yeah, so I said I think it's probably the most important and the hardest to achieve um, as I, you know, have been going through the grief. And I remember with my mother, you know, that it took me a long time to even get to, grief, because I was so wrapped up in, you know, the, um, what do you call it, stoic, let's get all the work that has to happen after somebody leaves us done, you know, you kind of go into that, okay, right. all, it's home, all of the, you know, like so, all yeah. the things, you get yeah. into that power mode, and it was, you know, weeks, months, sometimes even 20 years later, where some of those grief moments of losing, you know, my mother um, happened. And you know, I never really even looked at accepting, you know, personally her death because I've never really thought she was gone. It's interesting. I've always knew. I've always known she was with me. Well, I've never had that. Oh my God! Why did you leave me? Why did you do that? Yeah, yeah. She is. Of course, she is. But we don't go. You know, we we don't always go there right away. But for me, I I I, I was lucky enough to be with her when she transitioned, and that obviously meant that I knew and witnessed her spirit leaving her body in a way that, you know, only if you witnessed it, you could even comprehend or explain. So I knew she was going back to a spiritual journey. I remember my brother and I, as soon as she took her last breath, no longer looking at the shell body that was sitting in the hospital bed, but looking up, like an
1: immediate
0: mm. looking up. Like we were both looking up and we were kind of like, we talked about it later, like, wasn't that weird that we knew that spirit had left the body and felt that. And then we were looking up like somehow she was going to appear above us. But it's really interesting. So, yeah, a spiritual, wow. spiritual beings, going back to spiritual beings. And, you know, I guess it's just the timing is the timing whenever that happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it, it, but for us humans, you know, even though we are spiritual, it's like we're, we're human. So we, that's why we go through all of those, you know, stages, because it's like, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, like there are certain things that I just can't even, nor would I ever want to, you know, like losing a child or something. It's like how, Uh, talk about on the bathroom floor, right? You know, but, but it, it, you know, just, you got that. I think that is, you know, like when people say, like, I'm relying on my faith or whatever. It's like, man, you just got to, You just have to know that there's a bigger plan,
0: right? And that's what you.
1: You have about. to, yeah.
0: You have to hold on to that. You have to hold on to the, the the dots will connect eventually for us here. You know that. Like I was reading, and it was like talking about how grief is really like just two worlds when you're in grief, it's like two worlds are coexisting, like the old world that you had that, that person could even be an animal or someone was in, you know, mm-hmm. and then the new mm-hmm. world that's existing that doesn't have them. And you're in a place where it's co- you're coexisting in both of them. And that, again, moving into acceptance would get you more on the side of what your future is and what the life, you know, you're creating is. You still got that piece back there of uncomfortability because you don't know how to deal with that loss, you know. Right. Mhm. Mmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, and we all do it, and we all go through it, and you know, it's sometimes just. And bottom line is, it freaking sucks. You know, like it sucks.
0: Right. Like. Let's just say right. it sucks. I love that we can say whatever we want on the radio. So I'm gonna read a uh, poem. What time is it? Okay, so we've got just about coming to the end of our show. Actually, can you believe that? It's crazy. I actually got ten minutes. I wanted to read this poem by uh, in Christina Rasmussen's book, and this is really one of the things that, when I read it, it really spoke to me about how to heal. And it says, uh, Oh yeah. I have- it says, I had to see the beauty of my future so I could create it. I gave airtime to my dreams, and they spoke to me. I recognized grief's voice, and I turned the volume down. Was it easy? No. Was I scared? Yes. Did fear get in the way? Heck no, and it never will. My life is worth more than that, and your life is too. Oh. For me, that yeah, that really spoke to me because for me, you know, I know that, that I have to recreate and reinvent a life that I have that I thought I had into a life that I'm now creating, which doesn't look anything like my whole life. So I'm like, wow, okay, this is an interesting process. But, you know, the cards were dealt and, and, and I was handed that, that. And here I am. You know, you just said
1: something that made me think about, you know, something else, which is like, it doesn't have to be a death of, like, a a human, right? It can be a death of an experience. Right. Like, basically, you know, like, a divorce
0: is... It, well, yeah. <laughs> you,
1: right? You, right? Like, I mean, you basically just went through a divorce. Um, yeah. You know, like, that in itself is also a, a death. And I guess it's just, you know, endings are a type of death, certain things. And it's like... So there's yeah. a grieving process in... I mean, I know it sounds silly, but, like, getting a new car. Like, if you've had a car for 10 yeah. years, like, Being there's, like, a little bit hell. of a, yeah. yeah, you know, like, there's a little grieving process about, like, getting that. So it's different levels of it. But, but what you were saying about, you know, just, like, it's time, you know, as long, I guess the bottom line is as long as you get up off the bathroom floor, we're good, mm-hmm. you know. And we're, we're the ones That's that have exactly. to do that. You know, and, no, yeah, and I think absolutely. society because cause here's the thing people, like, people have their idea about quote unquote how you should grieve, how long you should grieve, how you grieve, right? But yeah. you are the only person that really knows it's like, yeah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, why stay there longer than you need to? You know, like, don't, don't get caught up in the staying there longer than, you need to, because other people feel like you shouldn't, you know, like when you're ready to move on, move the fuck on, like, let's go, you know?
0: Yeah. And if you're not stay in your feelings, you know, feeling is the secret. Like if you feel all of those emotions, then that's what brings healing, at least for me. Like I have to go through those stages of feeling and, and it's, it's yucky. And, you know, for me, I I really lost, five people in my life at once and it was like a car accident and it was yeah. it was so bizarre that I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was just like, what the hell? You know, so I think that um sudden loss is probably one of the hardest things on one spectrum mm-hmm. and then that long goodbye, like what you're gonna be going through today and what you went through yesterday were People gather to say goodbye, knowing that the grief is coming. You know, I don't know that either one is worse than the other. Like, they both have their moments of, God, you know, how do you stay present and find joy in those moments? It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to stay present, you know. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm just grateful that, you know, and by the way, um, before surgery, I feel like Granddad knew because he called everybody. He called all of his grandkids and his sisters and he
0: said and his brothers and he said, just calling to say I love you and goodbye. Like he said uh, that. He knew. Yeah. He knew. He knew. He knew. So, you know, our bodies are such wise. <laughs> if we listened to our bodies or our internal voices more. I think life would be a lot easier. But I, I like that he knew because I, I heard a story the other day about a friend of mine who um, was just off for a year, didn't know what was wrong, was depressed, didn't feel right, was, couldn't understand his depression. And he uh, finally went to the doctors and got some blood tests and found out he had prostate cancer. And he uh, the minute he found out, he knew because of the feelings he had been ignoring, went on an experimental journey with UCSF, shout out to my favorite hospital, and is cancer-free. And also, at the same time, says the difference that I feel from a spiritual and emotional level is completely different than when the cancer was in my body. Not from a physical standpoint but an emotional and a spiritual. And I was, you know, just completely in awe of this story. And he looked amazing. Like I was like, you had cancer for a year, you know, like I would never have known it by looking at him. He was bright and light. And he said, it's amazing how much emotions can play into our illnesses and how important it is to be clear and clean and, loving and kind and not have all that stress and garbage and anger and resentment and, you know, stuff in your body because that's what eats it. He said, just, just love. Like he, he really gave me some great advice. He's like, just love, just love, just love. Because at the end of the day, that's all there is. Just love. Yeah. So on that note, I'm going to let you read a Wayne Dyer Wednesday <laughs> okay. and then we're going to pick some cards <laughs>
1: I just like I saw this today on Instagram and I just loved it so much and it you know, it doesn't really address grief but it does kind of address what we were talking about and it's so it's the only limits you have are the limits of your belief. So Yeah. That's it. You know? So whatever I you say, believe. We are Love
0: it. Anyway. Yeah, that was my and he my is one of our favorite spiritual beings. So hi oh. Wayne, we love to say hi to you every Wednesday. <laughs>
1: I missed him so, my spiritual boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, people so just like they, I'm. Oh, what?
0: what?
1: I know people just get like when I say Wayne Gatter, I like my spiritual boyfriend. They're like, what? I'm like, no, he's my spiritual boyfriend. They're like, oh, okay, Carrie, whatever. <laughs>
0: He's laughing she, right now. We know him. I know. She's right now, uh, we know. He's like, yeah, Carrie, get in line. I've got like a thousand spiritual girlfriends.
1: <laughs> you know, no way. Like, whatever. And you yeah.
0: know he does. Little little chameleon yeah. over there on the other side, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell our listeners, now, if you're driving in the car, uh, do not close your eyes while you're listening to this podcast. But I want you to think about something. And I'm hoping that this card will come out and pertain to you. Think about an issue. Maybe it's about what the timing issue. Maybe it's about a what will happen. When will it happen? What do I need to focus on? And just ask yourself the question right now. And your answer is yes, with an exclamation point. Oh, I love that. So, I know. So whatever that was, I hope <laughs> it works. It says. Bravo, the decision you've made is the right one. There's no need to continue to sort through additional options. You know what to do, and you should move forward with your plans. You've made the correct choice for your personal growth and development. However, some decisions can be a true challenge. If the task ahead of you is daunting or even sad, then proceed with your plans in a way that is life-affirming and self-loving. Ask your angels to be with you every step of the way, and don't hesitate to call upon friends and family for support. Interesting. That is from Angel Answers, Doreen Virtue, and Radley Valentine, Oracle Cards, one of my favorite go-to decks when I need a quick answer. That's so great. Well, I've used,
1: because um, this was kind of a heavy topic, so I used my you know, favorite light deck, which is Mermaids and Dolphins, and I mm-hmm. pulled Treasure Chest. An unforeseen windfall of new abundance comes to you now. Your prayers for financial support have been heard, and assistance is here for you now. It comes in a wonderfully unsuspected way. Remain in a state of gratitude that says that the money is already here, even if there's no visible evidence of it yet. When you feel grateful before the demonstration of supply occurs, it reveals your faith, and your faith is the energy that draws riches to you without delay. Affirm frequently, thank you for all of the support, supply, abundance, and money that you bring to me. I am grateful for all these riches which I've used in the divine way to bring blessings to the earth. Your supply may show up in the form of money or it may come as a new opportunity, brilliant idea, or gifts from others. Bless and honor heaven's gifts however they come to you. Your gratitude ensures continual overflowing abundance in your
0: life. So, mm. happy and fun. That's a good one. I
1: well.
0: really love that. I, you know, I'm going with that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll um, okay. So, wait, I have two two little things that I wanted to say. One thing is, if uh, first of all, you can find me at Kathy and L on Facebook, Kathy and L on Instagram, Kathy and L on Twitter. Carrie, where can they find you?
1: Carrie Butler, C-A-R-I, Carrie Butler on Instagram and Carrie Butler or Carrie Tucker Butler on Facebook and also emergencycafe.com if you're needing your emergency supplies taken care of.
0: Oh, and I, yeah, so I also six months to live, making each day matter, find that Facebook page. I'm going to be posting a lot more. Uh, But last night I posted a video of at 1 a.m. a man was playing the piano underneath my locked window, and it was such a wonderful moment for me as I watched and listened to him play. I just wanted to say, go watch that video. It This was really a special moment. That was one thing I wanted to say, and the other thing I wanted to tell you is that Several months ago, back in June, I want to say, we had uh, Raquel Hanna on our show, and she produced an album called The Other Side of Blue, and I got it in the mail finally, and it is phenomenal, and I'm giving a shout-out, but I wanted to tell you that she has a song on there called The Ho'oponopono Prayer. Oh, my god! And she, she, she sings, I love you, I forgive you, I'm sorry. You know, it's It's amazing. What a beautiful song. And when I thought of you, I thought, oh, my God. So I don't, I'm pretty sure it's available on iTunes. But, uh, again, shout out to Raquel Hanna, Other Side of Blue. She walked and talked her dreams, and she lived it, and I'm so proud of her. Awesome.
1: All right, well. my dear,
0: I love you. And I love all you, I love know, you. all our listeners. We'll be back next week, ah. and oh. uh, yes, everybody have a blessed yes. day.
1: Yes, and next week, have Serena Kors, who does the um, Space Doula, the, she's going to oh. talk about uh, feng shuiing your house as an entrepreneur and how that energy, how being an entrepreneur and your space around you um, reflects each other. So we're super excited. That, that.
0: is going to be a good show. Yes.
1: All right, everybody. Have that a beautiful be day. Love right. you. Aloha. All right. Bye. Bye.